Saturday with a brand new pod leadum as long as we release this on time. <laughs> Bonus pod leadum episode. An unexpected caller? <laughs> What's this notification in my Spotify? A new fighter enters the arena. <laughs> a soul still burns. I do like the idea that our podcast just starts playing as soon as it's uploaded. Like they're halfway through listening to Ariana Grande and just all of a sudden they're like, Pon Lita! <laughs> listening to Ariana Grande you at 5 o'clock in the still, morning. Yes. You will still bop. <laughs> boom, boom. Boom, Palita. Y'all, if you didn't listen to our, our, our mailbag from Wednesday, do it. Do it. And then you can join There's us here. There's a lot here. of backstory. There There's is a lot, lot of backstory. You, you won't understand this mailbag. <laughs> If you didn't listen to this, this is Podleadum. Mm, after I was going to say after dark, but it's still fully light outside where I am. Yeah, it was fully light outside the other day until 9 p.m. Summer is wild. Wild. <laughs> so Can we weird. all talk about how we all hate summer? <laughs> I'm not a summer boy. I have a friend. You both know him. I'll say his name. Who cares? Remy. Yeah. Who? <laughs> yeah. Air that garbage person they for liking summer. Names. <laughs> I know why you're naming names, and it's correct. Who will literally do TikToks, and he is pretty TikTok famous, and will literally do TikToks like, who would ever choose winter over summer? And it's directed at me. If you follow him for your Food Network content, he (laughs) is attacking me. I mean, if I ever get on TikTok, I will, because I do love that sweet Food Network content. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's great. Like everyone should follow him. It's Remy Germanario. <laughs> like I'll give his full name because like he's very good at all of his impressions. He does an Ina Garten that'll that'll bubble your soup. <laughs> he even does the Pioneer Woman. Who's heard of her? <laughs> Don't serve me soup if it's not bubbling. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here. Oh, we're queer. <laughs> See, yes, I'm different so vibe. Different vibe. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to ever hear what the three of us sound like who were actually just hanging out with one another <laughs> this is it and not on pod lead them yeah not on pod not on cast but we are unparalleled more- professionalism <laughs> gone <laughs> out the door um we've all got many more emails to get through oh, yeah. and a lot of this ones are discussion questions mm-hmm. we got more discussion yeah, we got sp- praised in the first half we feel good about ourselves. Yes. yes. We feel comfortable. So hot mm-hmm. discussion. I know people are looking for that hot chai cold brew content. <laughs> and we're here to give it to you. <laughs> so this first one is from Ryan. Subject line, charm question. Not charm, duh. Charm question. <laughs> Hi, y'all. I got to say the charm bracelet section of the last podcast was so hilarious. That's become one of my favorite re-listens, too. Now, here's a question. If you had to give each cycle a charm to represent it, what would the charm be? Mm. Let's just go cycle by cycle. Yeah, cycle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pitch for cycle one. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the things you, as much as I loathe, you could, no, wait, that's cycle two. I was thinking about Joanna. So anyway, for cycle (laughs) one, I think you could do snakes. 
because I do feel like the snake imagery of that one photo shoot was pretty iconic. See, I think it has to be an infinity symbol for good and round. Oh, also Bible. I do like that. Mm-hmm. All the choices. Like All the choices. Yeah. Cycle. T- so I'll say my cycle two one that I meant to say, which is I think you could go Yoana helmet. Okay. I would go Yoana triangle. And I would go Camille <laughs> circle. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Just a circle charm. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like a sculpted bust. <laughs> That's a Podlitum charm. Uh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. I think that both Y'all work. are doing the show. I'm doing our show. <laughs> both work, I think, truly. Cycle three, I think, is obvious. Prune cookies. Plum. Plum cookies. I'm sorry. <laughs> plum cookies, yes. Umaboshi. Or a wolf. A howling wolf. Ooh, howling wolf, also very good. Or a crystal. Just a crystal. <laughs> the important thing is Amanda. But that, <laughs> Hannah, if it's a crystal, it's going to get ganked. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I, a or, full Indian earring. <laughs> what about what about the outline of Pocatello? Mm. Or just how about it's Christy or, in the phone no, booth? Yeah, I can't believe you didn't say this. A pair of wiggling legs. <laughs> they move. Or just <laughs> two <do>. legs. <laughs> the little shoes are separate and they move. That's cycle two, though, That's right? cycle yes. two. Oh, shoot. But, you're right, though. We should go back. Cycle should. two should be wiggly. I legs. said so many cycle two things for cycle three, and I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. My last pitch for cycle three was Christy in the phone booth during that fight, just going like, "My boyfriend can hear you." <laughs> I don't know how it works exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a little uh, speech bubble. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like Hannah's pins that she um, collected. Yes, it just, my you can, It's a pens. charm you can move, and Christy mm-hmm. just comes out and says, "My boyfriend." <laughs> cycle four, elephant. Oh, mm. elephant noise! <laughs> can that uh, one maybe, have a, can a little? That one have maybe a, sound? a little, um, like a little <laughs> gas gas canister for filling at the tank. You know, <laughs> I thought you were going to say for gaslighting. <laughs> it was for the water photo <laughs> That's shoot. All of them. It's just fifteen. It's for the water photo shoot. <laughs> no, I think it's just the word. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Cycle five. Granola bar. Oh, hay, a hay bale. Chapstick. (laughs) (laughs) All perfect. Chapstick charm probably exists. (laughs) Cycle six. Easy. Um, Butterfly. 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 Biracial butterfly. I was going to go for a gap tooth smile. Mm. Mm. I think that that, I think that that's good. I think that let's say we went with elephant charm sound, then we have to do the second elephant <laughs> sound for her tooth. <laughs> or it's a two-parter. You get to put them together if you collect both. <laughs> or if we're doing sounds, it's just snaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sound charms. <laughs> <laughs> or or hold up, it's it's a present box and you open it up and it's Nana's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> John, John is inside. It's unexpected tongue. <laughs> it's a chemistry set, but sexy. Cycle seven should be Brooke's graduation <laughs> so cap. Sorry. It's just a mall. <laughs> it's a tall mall, though. It's got to be a tall charm. Tall, yeah, yeah, longer than the other charms. What about what about twins? <laughs> uh, for cycle um, is seven, is there a charm for hypothermia? <laughs> Screaming bride. It's just Issa. <laughs> it's the 
Issa. There. That's the one I think we land on. <laughs> um, for Cycle 7, I'm going to pitch Brooke's graduation cap, but it's sure. like crying. It's like fully in tears. <laughs> cycle 8. This one's hard. This one's hard. I think whatever the charm is, it's just upside down to represent Natasha's best modeling. <laughs> it could be a cell phone upside down for all those awkward conversations <laughs> on the cell phone. <laughs> Is there a charm for Australian accent? (laughs) Cycle nine. I mean, you could go real classic and just do Salisha's bowl cut. Yeah, the silhouetted bowl. Yeah, I think that's kind of the way you got to get. Or a blunted. What about a bowl cut with a blunted Chantal bang? Oh, (laughs) combine the two. I love it. Cycle 10. Lemons and limes. Oh. Lemons and limes. That's just an the only, angel. That's, just an angel for That is Anya. the only contestant we are thinking about from this season. Once again, how do you turn a disappointed Italian into a charm? We could also do double E's. <laughs> Maybe if we do another word one, Brasilia. <laughs> Cycle 11. I, I would almost truly go way back to the audition episode and do like alpha J and beta J. It's a two pack. Mm. You get them in those wicks. <laughs> what about, what about a rebel ice skate? Ooh. Ooh. A, a big curly red wig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cycle 12. I know they can't be in motion. But I just want the the charm to be the close up of Celia's face when Tyra asks if there's anything else. <laughs> <laughs> it also could be a fan for wind in the face. Mm-hmm. That was the theme. Uh, Psycho thirteen. It's a regular charm you already have, but it's smaller. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I was thinking a superhero mask for a super smize. Mm. I mean. Psycho want, 13, the gift I of kids on giving. one brown eye. <laughs> <laughs> very common, but very beautiful. I want, no, it's all of them. It's baby blues, browns, and hazels. <laughs> and if it's a word when it's luckily. <laughs> <laughs> um, could the eye talk? Because I like to let my eyes do the talking. Can it be? Can it be a double sided charm? And on one side it's a small town, and on the other is a big city. <laughs> Favorite episode. The one I watch for fun. <laughs> Guys, this is a great recap of Pod Lead Up. So cycle fourteen. Ooh, ooh, baby. Oh, cycle fourteen. <laughs> It's got to be. It's got to be something with Alicia. I refuse for it. A salon, or it's a silver bikini, mm, or a little vest, a backwards vest. Oh, a backwards vest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cycle fifteen. <laughs> can it be oh. in motion? Like, and it's the fist. Can it be a ponytail that you can just take off the bracelet really easily? <laughs> <laughs> but then you lose it because you never wanted it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a charm you're disappointed with, and you're like, I have this charm at home. (laughs) What's 15? We just, it's the last one we can do right now. Um, We could do a a pre. A pre 16. I guess 16 can just be Monique's face. (laughs) 
<laughs> or a baby's face. No, it is a barbecued chicken. <laughs> that term you can't leave out, though. <laughs> it comes wrapped in foil. <laughs> oh, wait. What? Okay, 15. 15. Oh. 15, it could be really mean and a Frankenstein's monster. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Or it's just oh. your bully word is the charm. And you turn it around, it's your power yeah, word. It's, a, it's, a, it's an at home project where you have to etch it into the charm. <laughs> it's bad geek turned creative director. <laughs> Uh, this is, thank you so much, Ryan. What a fun, what, that ended up being really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, that was the recap of all of Podleadum's greatest hits. All right. From Veronica, Cycle 15, Episode 1. Hi, folks. I'm so excited that you're starting what is probably my favorite season of ANTM. I'm a full Anstan. JW said something interesting during this episode about when Tyra rudely told Liz that she can take care of her baby now that she's getting on the show. I realized sometime during my first watch of the whole series that none of the contestants really talk about the money they will earn from the modeling contract they will win. A few buttheads like, I'm not here for that money, Haley notwithstanding. <laughs> we didn't really hear much from the contestants, even the ones from more dis disadvantaged backgrounds, talking about getting their hands on anywhere from $20,000 to $100,000. Do you three think there is something in the ANTM contract that forbids specifically talking about hmm. that money... Or is it Tyra's pressure that forces the contestants to instead put forward a love of fashion or the modeling industry to keep them focused on the prestige of the title of America's Next Top Model rather than the financial rewards? That's interesting. I mean, one thing that I think's always been interesting about Top Model is they always were very specifically, it's a $100,000 contract. Yeah. Whereas almost every other show is like, it's $100,000 provided by blank. Yeah. So there was a part of me that was like, wait, is that contract like you got to do the work for a year and you're just yeah, going to get Yeah, is that some like price so. is right-ish? Yeah, I think But I is. do, I give a lot of credence to the second theory in that email where I do feel like the contestants are pressured, you know, like many people in artistic professions are pressured to say, it's for the love of the craft instead of saying, I need to pay off some loans. Yeah. And if you if you do try to say something like that, you suddenly, your motives aren't pure, which is infuriating. And I think that a lot of the people that, the few people that have on the show talked about money being important and like this, winning this money is important, don't win. Well, I will say Liz was really, we remarked on it at the time, the fact that she talked about her financial situation matter-of-factly was really refreshing for the show that likes to kind of ennoble or mock yeah. people's circumstances. Yeah. Because I think Anjali is the other person that would, indirectly, but brought up the fact of like, this is money. I'm mm -hmm. here for money. I'm here for a job. I'm here for opportunities financially. I. I do think sometimes the the way they have to express it, though, is that it's going to, quote, change my life, mm. you know? And sure. I'm like, yeah, because you'll have income for 
one to two years, theoretically, because to me, $50,000 for a lot of people in a lot of places is enough money for yeah, a year. Yeah, especially, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an, I mean, Veronica, was it that's in Yeah, that Veronica. One? Yeah. It's a re- that, really interesting it, question. It's a really interesting thing to think about because I think in almost every other reality show, there's enough lip service paid to people who were like, look, I want to win that money. I want to win this. The title's great, but at the end of the day, you know, the other one that's actually because me and Hannah watched this. Master Chef loves to be like more important than the money, though, is the title of Master Chef. And I'm this like, is gorgeous it Lucite trophy and the title of Master Chef? What do you expect from a show that's always like, that's gorgeous? That's the most beautiful <laughs> shepherd's pie I've ever seen. Chefy, chefy, chefy. <laughs> well, I do think, I think when a reality show is about something that's create creative or based in talent, it takes on this cloak of Mm -hmm. you're doing it for the love of the craft and you want to be a different person as opposed to something like survivor or big brother, where it's really just outlasting and playing that specific game in order to get that money. I think it is really interesting to, to like think of it because JW said this and, and I just popped into my head, the idea that like top model was not furnishing any of that money. There is never even like sponsored, but they aren't interested really in getting, making sure they're paid. We have seen so many former contestants talk about how little they're paid, how little they're fed. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, if I was on top model, I'd want to just get to a challenge where you kind of just win money and be like, great, here's where <laughs> I'm going to focus my attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder if going forward, we'll see more monetary prizes because I do think as reality TV, has evolved we see a lot more and for this quick fire you know pepperidge farm is going to give you ten thousand dollars yeah oh yeah that's a it's funny too like there was some season of drag race where someone won enough of the ten thousand dollar things that i'm like you kind of just won the hundred thousand dollars like at this point i think you have like sixty thousand dollars of prizes on the most recent season of top chef there was one contestant who won like every single quick fire that had any monetary prize yes they called him the baker (laughs) Mm -hmm. because he was making that dough (laughs) loved it i loved it love him he was on chopped I was a fan. Do you want to be unchopped? No, 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 no. No, it's too stressful. (laughs) So this is from Emma Jane. Stana Jane, middle name. Subject line, Ana Maria. Hi. So first off, I'm so excited for cycle 15. Once again, these emails come. Some of these are old. Some of these are old. Yeah, yeah. These first two episodes have been y'all's funniest content yet. And I've loved all your content so far. But I wanted to share something I remember about Ana Maria. At the beginning of quarantine, I saw an interview with Chelsea, and she was saying that there was a two-week break between filming the audition episode and episode one. And she said that in two weeks, Ana Maria lost a noticeable amount of weight, and that's Mm. the reason all this went down the way it did. Although this context really doesn't make the situation any better, if anything, it kind of makes it worse. If what Chelsea said is true, then Ana Maria should have been cut and edited out of the show. I don't mean that... I don't mean this in a concerned troll way, but losing a lot of weight in two weeks is legitimately dangerous to Anna Maria's mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. Agree. Thank you so much for the podcast. I enjoy the nostalgia and y'all are hilarious. And then we have a second related email mm-hmm. from Erin. Mm-hmm. Chelsea had revealed that there was a four week gap between auditions and filming the season and said wow. she and others remarked at the start at the startling change in Anna Maria between casting and the cycle proper. She seemed to suggest both other girls and producers were very worried by the weight loss they saw. Others might be skeptical, but from what I recall of Chelsea, I just can't imagine she'd keep this up if it was a lie, especially years later. 
To be clear, I hate how the show addressed the issue, but one thing you seem to think is that they cast Anna Maria for the storyline, and for all the shit the show did, I don't think they did that. It does not make any of the rest of the shit better, but I wanted to throw you the potential knowledge that it was not quite as deplorable as you thought. Mm. Just thought I would throw it out there and join the conversation. Totally respect different opinions, and as always, happy to be a listener and a lead and pod supporter. I think what's interesting about that, because I can totally admit of information that we didn't have mm, that yeah. could be true but i think the way that they had to back edit for that makes it seem like they did cast her yeah i, th- I feel like i agree hearing this with both of our listeners but it really puts their editing of the audition episode in a much worse light mm-hmm. and the fact that there's so little Anna maria in there yeah, yeah. I, I will say that one of the things that for all the stuff that I feel like we're very savvy about, one thing I consistently forget is the time between auditions and first episode. I remember mm-hmm. we pointed it. I feel like you're always the one who points it out, Hannah. It's like we pointed out Courtney's leg and the cast and the break, the broken leg and all that. And we also pointed out, I think it was someone's kid, like Ray's kid or oh, somebody's age. Kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like two months had passed or whatever it was. Yes. So I kind of always forget that because to me, I'm like, well, again, I, I do remember our conversation was a lot like, well, why didn't they notice this in auditions? But if there was that big of a weight shift from the audition yeah. episode to the first one, but also maybe that should have been a we end up replacing her last minute because it feels like maybe she's something Anna Maria had an illness yes yeah because you are not equipped to talk about this yeah yeah they've done they did it they've done it before before Mm -hmm. that yeah so I think yeah no it just really it feels like if they had been more upfront about it it would have served the show much better yeah I it's just man it's I want to give the littlest bit, the tiniest little bravest toaster credit <laughs> to top model that like in that situation, you do have to come up with some sort of decision of like, let's say in, in casting, you're like, great, Anna Maria, we're going to make her whole deal being New York savvy or whatever. Right. And then we get into episode one and they're like, hmm, okay, well, now we have to figure out how we're going to portray this and i think the way they portrayed it like our it sounds like our listeners we all agree the portrayal was roof stoof mm-hmm. um, and maybe don't get countess von furstenberg to be your guest judge mm-hmm. yeah can we switch someone out can we, <laughs> can we trade z's fun fact did you know there was a sequel to the brave little toaster the brave little toaster goes to mars I did, and it's pretty darn good. (laughs) This next one is from Joseph. Hey, fun fact, that's what the J stands for in JW. Click, clack. Learning Um, (laughs) a little bit. By the end of this end of the show you will know what jw crumb stands for yeah the very last episode of pod lead him i'll yeah, tell you'll you get all, all of the words and c-r-u-m-b <laughs> it's all initial did you not know <laughs> subject line yes adel that's hey lady backwards <laughs> so stupid alexander jw hannah thank you so much for your hard work i came across the podcast about two months ago and have been obsessed I work long hours at a warehouse. Let me just stop right now. I love how many people are like, I work long hours at a place and you're my only reprieve. I'm so glad we can be that for you. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. And your good and round commentary has kept me awake in many a night shift. I just wanted to write in and give y'all some love and a present for the future, as we all know and try to suppress. 
Y'all write very funny emails. Tyra wrote a book <laughs> called Model Land. I remember going to my local library the day the book came out, reading it cover to cover. What? And, and doing a book report for <gasps> my ninth grade class. <laughs> wow. Didn't mean to make y'all feel old. It was just as horrid as you would expect, while also being worse and somehow <laughs> just as crazy as Tyra is. It's about 600 pages of a fake hogwarts love story revenge plot 600 <laughs> so here is my late christmas present for you all the model land ebook i do have a e-reader i know and it's attached i know all stars is a ways away not really now no but hey it took tyra six years to write this book what's a good <laughs> six months to read it hilarious joseph anyway keep up the fabulous work and i'll see you on top what a gift JW, you already said it, and I just want to co-sign. All of these emails just show what smart, funny, savvy mm -hmm. people listen to our podcast, and it really just warms my heart so much. We're good and round. I say you're, you're good, good and round. Also, I'm pretty sure I read the first chapter of Model Land in a Barnes & Noble without buying it, because that was a thing I did a lot of. Oh, I used to do that all the time. And I did it in Borders. Can you imagine? Uh, you know what I loved? A date at the cafe in Barnes & Noble. Mm -hmm. I like to just walk through because I grew up in Southern California. I don't know if mm -hmm. I've mentioned it before. <laughs> and there were a lot of outdoor malls. And so you just kind of sometimes a date would be like, all right. And then we wander. Outdoor malls. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Like a mall. But uh... if you say outdoors, I will punch <laughs> you through the screen. <laughs> well, no, it, I mean, it's like a big area that's basically mall sized, but like a plaza like, kind of it's like walkable, like all but all between the stores is just outdoor space because it doesn't oh, have weather that's so cool the irvine spectrum was the place to be i thought that was a thomas pynchon novel well hannah <laughs> it's 900 pages long <laughs> i can't believe model in 600 pages i can, I can i'm gonna also. tell you right now though i cannot believe joseph that you told us that you read a book report and you did not attach that book report <laughs> If, uh, you know what, Joseph, if you are hearing this, you need to find that book report in some attic somewhere. Scan every page. <laughs> Do the work for us. I'll read the book, but I want to read the report. I want the well. report. Yeah. yeah. From Kylie. Mailbag musings, should you dare? Ooh. I dare. Hi, team. Oh, it's like we're work working on Slack. <laughs> <laughs> every episode of Podlita makes me think and laugh. Tyra you list. When I'm down, <laughs> JW's We're Just Baz Boys and Baz Girls reference in Cycle 3. I don't even remember that. I don't either. <laughs> and now I want to go listen to it. Makes me cackle. As much as I adore things that are good and round, as well as hot ticket boys, that one I remember, mm. it's sometimes the more obscure, never-to-be-mentioned-again quips that make me laugh the <gasps> hardest. Mm. Anyway, two questions to ponder. Of the cycles you view you've reviewed so far what's the one outfit from a photo shoot you most like in your closet conversely what's one article of clothing or accessory a contestant was has worn in judging or during a mm. challenge you'd most like to burn oh. and number two from a former new yorker wasting away in the food desert that is southeastern connecticut <laughs> thanks marriage 
Let me know your ideal breakfast, lunch, and dinner out in New York City. What I wouldn't give for a bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel from any bodega, a slice from Joe's on Bleecker, and a burger and truffle fries at Rare in Chelsea. Thanks again for everything. Wow, those are some receipts, Kylie. (laughs) Those are. I was like, well, I've had all of those things. Um, So wait, the first question was Okay, the first outfit was, which outfit from a photo shoot you'd most like in your closet? Okay. Yeah, that was a two-parter, this first question. Yeah. Okay, interesting, interesting. I know immediately. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cycle 10, homeless shoot. Marvita mm-hmm. wore a green pea coat with, like, lots of scarves and layers. And, like, a drop. I know what you're talking one. about. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have See, two. See, something came out of Cycle 10 that we yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> I have two. One is the Cycle 15 on the street shoot. I believe I said at the time... That I would wear Esther's outfit. Mm-hmm, I still mm-hmm. would. And I actually think it might look good on me. I think so. I also loved in the one of my all-time favorite photo shoots is the cycle two the cycle two sunglasses shoot. And April had this yellow dress that was gorge. Mm, that's I like that. I like that very much. I would say that oh, it's so interesting to see because I will not i hope this doesn't sound some type of way i don't wear a lot of stuff that reads as traditionally feminine so like of the ones we've read so far i'm like what would i like rock so i'm trying to think of maybe some successories (laughs) that i would do because i do love an accessory um i would i did say this and i know this is recent but you know how i had an obsession with watches yeah so in the recent when Hannah had to wear all the watches oh, up yes. and down her arms, I would wear that. And I think I basically already wore it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what do you want to burn? One article of clothing or accessory? And this was easy for me. Uh-huh. Ziomara's thin, tiny scarf. It wouldn't take long to burn. It'd go... <laughs> <laughs> it's the fuse for whatever you two are burning. That one... Pink Joanna dress. You know what I'm talking about. You know oh, that dress. Triangle boobs herself. That's gonna put out that fire. That is synthetic fabric. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that I. They praised it, and maybe even we did. <laughs> I get that. If you're like, look up the receipts, and you're like, JW, you were all about this, but I think about it nearly every day. I would burn McKee's Renaissance wear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it'd take a while. I know there's so much fabric, but some I metal can't. in there. I yeah, just... you could reforge it <laughs> and make one more watch for my collection. <laughs> I just can't believe we let that happen as a society. I they mean. praised it. I know they loved it. They're like, it works. I'm like, we can't let McKee just can't win everything, but she did. <laughs> can I? Can I add one thing for the next question? The second question. I yes. do. Sure. No, I think there needs to be a brunch category as well. To me, breakfast and brunch are okay because I have different answers for. But oh, okay, it's just please. a means. I, to be fair, for dinner, I have a dinner option and a dessert option. So. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I can I have a dessert option too. Oh. Uh, so breakfast, and because I wanted to hit everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. So breakfast, Barney Greengrass, Upper West Side, mm. salmon, yum yum yum. With it, it's the shit. <laughs> For brunch, either local, the Edge next Ooh. next to me, or 
no moi for dim sum on a Saturday morning a ridge location. Can I co-sign that my brunch slash breakfast spot is also The Edge? It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's great. Visit The Edge Harlem when you're here, y'all. They're also extremely nice. They're so nice. Yeah. Uh, lunch via Corota, because I needed to get some Italian food in there, via Corota for their Italian food. But also, this is going to sound insane, they have the most delicious green salad I have ever had in my life. A they, good salad is great. They yes. wash every leaf in warmish water and then dress each leaf. And it's it's like a mile high salad. You could eat that for lunch every day and not not hate yourself. Uh, nice. It's amazing. And then for dinner, a little something different. Yakitori, Torishin, Japanese yakitori, skewers. Oh, it's so good. And then dessert, schmackeries, theater district. Mm, 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 mm. Mind if I go, Hannah? Do it. Since, since I've already, so the edge is my brunch. Yeah, since you have the, the Venn yeah. diagram, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't have, like, I have a good dinner, dinner, dinner and dessert place, but I don't have, like, a go-to lunch necessarily, just because for me, for me, I, I work from home a lot of the times, and I just make my own lunch. That's, like, the thing I make for myself, so I don't go out for lunch, but... I love going out for dinner and dessert. And for uh, dinner, I used to love. It did close, but I want to give it the shout out. It deserves. Bar Bacon was... That was your date place. It was my it was my friendship place, too, though. It oh. was my colleague place. Aww. It was my first date spot. Bar Bacon was the sun. It was the moon. <laughs> and all the stars in the heavens. I love them. I miss them. I have a, a free beer chip that they gave me that I'll never get rid of. Aww. Um... All my favorite places. Put it in that And then I have a place that if and if y'all the two of you haven't been here, you gotta Isa Wine and Chocolate Bar, mm. spelled A Y Z A. This is my new kind of go to place. You can go. They have a chocolate martini, and I'm not a martini person. They have an espresso chocolate martini. Knocks my sock off pewter glasses too can you believe Ooh. and you can just buy like like shareable little truffle chocolate thing so it's the best little place to go after you've gotten a meal meal mm -hmm. somewhere else but they do have regular food too but to me this is like this is my like this second date second spot. Location. i'm just telling you guys like <laughs> if the date's how going well here's where how I go. he woos people yeah if i want to spend 150 dollars in one night on one person um <laughs> but yeah so that's my dessert place because i love i love chocolate i love it <laughs> so my breakfast place i had to throw one jersey city new york place sure. in yeah. here <laughs> i could have done all of them but for breakfast you have to go wonder bagels some of you follow me on instagram you've seen the bagels are enormous just pile that up with cream cheese smoked salmon you're Oof. honestly good for the rest of the day. You don't need lunch and dinner. It's fine. For lunch, I'm going to... We have not had any Southern food representation, I no. feel like. Jacob's Pickles. <gasps> I do love Jacob's Pickles. The one problem with Jacob's Pickles is it's literally full from open to close. That it is. is. <laughs> well, if you, like, if you can like wander in on a Tuesday at 3, mm, sure. sit at the bar, have a couple like lemonade cocktails... Get a fried chicken sandwich with pickles and hot honey on a biscuit yeah. and enjoy the rest of your life. No, it's fucking good. It's just every time I'm like, do I want to wait three hours? Uh-huh. You have, you, have you have to search your soul. 
You just also had reminded me I do have a lunch place. It's called the Meatball Shop, and I like it because you get to fill out a little chart to order I stuff. I love the Meatball, meatball Shop. Meatball Shop get the is polenta. great. The I used to have good. a friend that worked there, and I abused that relationship. There are many locations. Get the polenta. Yeah. And then for dinner, Mercato, which is Ooh, yeah. Yeah. on the west side in the 30s, the best lasagna in Manhattan for my bunny. Nice. And then dessert at a different Italian place. I love Italian food. I love I love Italy. I love all of it. Uh, on Theater Row, there is a restaurant called Latanzi, which also has mm. great dinner, savory food. They have a Napoleon for dessert that is literally one of my all-time desserts. I actually don't know what a Napoleon is. I don't know if I've ever had one. It's layers of cream and crispy pastry, and it sounds very simple and it i just never want to stop eating it (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you great questions this also just made me be like can i somehow go to all of these in one day (laughs) like can i can i have my my tour tour. (laughs) (sighs) hannah reminded me and i feel like i would not be giving our new york gluten-free listeners Mm. information i don't want to keep information from you there is a amazing new york made house made gluten-free bagel place on the upper west side called modern bread and bagel cool it is so delicious and it because like before i moved to new york i was able to have a new york bagel and was like this is better than any fucking bagel i've ever had in my life and then once i moved here i was like well can't eat any of them and this place does it for a long time they didn't even tell people they were gluten-free like because of interesting how they wanted people just to eat their stuff and it is so good honestly so. this is a side note potentially the best cupcake i've ever had was from a vegan bakery wow in washington dc called sticky fingers and if you're ever in dc go to sticky fingers i've gone to that dope. sticky fingers they are very good mm-hmm. so this is from henrik great Ooh. name great musical theater name mm-hmm. all the sondheim nerds who listen to this podcast i know do you play a cello maybe Top Model Countdown on Facebook. I am sending some love from Sweden, and I just want to say I am so in love with this podcast. It makes my job so much more fun. I just want you to know there is a Facebook group called America's Next Top Model Obsessed, where they list the top 100 ANTM models, and they are down to number 76, which was Michelle on Cycle 4. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Thank you for this amazement podcast that makes me smile all the time. <laughs> I am following you on Cycle 15, and Esther's underwater photo might be the best photo of the season. Easy, breezy, beautiful. Henrik. Aw, thank Wow, you're getting a lot of love for um, Esther's underwater photo shoot. Yeah. yeah. They know. <laughs> Your face. Your face. <laughs> Our next one's from. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Jessica, subject, America's Next Top Model mailbag topic. 
I have often heard from a lot of the contestants that they were not able to use their ANTM portfolios after the cycle to get work. At first, that surprised me, but after thinking about it for a bit, I feel it makes perfect sense. The photos in their portfolio are the ones they got in panel. Oh, yeah. Mm. A lot of those photos were not their best photos, but the ones chosen by Tyra and or producers to further a certain narrative. In interviews, some of the judges have even said the best photos were not always chosen for that very reason. I know that agencies don't necessarily want to see all the crazy concepts of top model photo shoots, but I also wonder if the portfolios actually had the best photos from each shoot, would that make a difference? Reality show, personality or not, if you can sell a product, you should be a viable candidate for the campaign. Thoughts? That actually, the last line furthers my comment that I'm about to say, which is the problem is a lot of the time they're not selling anything. So therefore a lot of the time it's not a one-to-one are they selling this and we've talked about it a lot of times they're like what are they selling they're not doing it well it's monique sneaking in french roast to try to get something (laughs) useful yeah exactly yeah i think it was even harder probably as the cycles went on because at least earlier cycles it did feel like there was often a product that the photo shoot was built around in some way you know there was it was a brand exactly but after a while, it's H to T water. Mm-hmm. I do think cycle 15, you know, angel photo shoot aside, <laughs> they walked away with some pretty usable portfolio images. Well, I think it's also because, yeah, they really went all out to be like caliber photographers too. Yes. I think one thing I wonder is just how big your portfolio needs to be. Yes. Because I could see a contestant post-show keeping some of their better photos that they just personally think represent them well from ANTM, but mixing in non ANTM mm-hmm. photos. And I wonder it, but I don't know what it's like. Do you need 10 to make a portfolio look relevant? Do you just need five? I don't know. Well, and I wonder if you can use some of the ones that are, you know, occasionally when they actually get to do beauty shoots, Right. there are some things peppered in that are usable, but things like, you know, we're going to stick an elephant nose on you. You're not going to put that in your portfolio and try to get a job. Fashion witch, anyone? I hope they all use that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Rosenthal did every every time. Until it's they prob- set him free. <laughs> the curse that's is an, broken. That's another interesting thing. I wonder how often photographers end up using the photos at all for anything. I mean, maybe that one photographer this season did when he took multiple pictures of was it Jonathan Mannion. I don't even remember. He only took it to Brittany. Yeah. (laughs) From Zoe, Pod Leadum cited in breakup proceedings. I am a huge fan of the podcast, as I'm sure I have already tweeted at you plenty before, but I'm always willing to reiterate. You have (laughs) all gotten me through some very tough times and have been a consistent source of pure, unadulterated joy in what's been a series of about 20 crises shoved (laughs) back to back. I just wanted to let you know what's probably the strangest thing a human being has ever said to me. My ex-boyfriend of about six months broke up with me last night. Nothing out of the ordinary, just a situation where he fell out of love and all. That much, as much as it hurts, is normal. What is bizarre is that as this conversation was happening, the man turned to me and said, you know, I think I did a good job handling the big things that were wrong with you. Oh, Get out of my house. (laughs) Of course, I replied with, Out of curiosity, what are those big things? Perfect. He cited five things, and I cannot make this up. 
the last of those things was some guy is probably really going to hate how much you love pod leadum and how you always say it's model podcast spelled backwards or whatever I have never started drafting an email in my head as quickly as I did then. I felt it was your right as podcast host to know that not only do you have a fan in me, but you also now inhabit the mind of a generally rude straight man who will most likely never watch an episode of ANTM in his life. See you on top. And this, I we were allowed. We asked, and we could share this email. Good. I hope I haunt that straight man. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how clearly they're like, that's not how you spell top model podcast backwards. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> it is truly like we know we have, we are very blessed. We are very lucky. We are very fortunate that we have a, a nice sizable listener base. But to know that out in the world, our names are in other people's mouths who don't even know who we are is priceless zoe i truly hope the timeline was he said that and you pulled out your phone started click clacking and was like you can go now (laughs) i've got an email to send (laughs) well zoe you're on the top and that man is on the bottom first eliminate so this is a petite model Email from Sarah with an H. Important to note. Mailbag Q. What would you rather watch? Heidi hosting ANTM or Tyra hosting Project Runway? Love the pod. Love y'all's friendship. I think this is an easy choice. Say it. Heidi ANTM. We know she can host a show and we know she can host a top model show. She's still doing it to this day. I also want to hear Heidi say smize, (laughs) booch. Oh, so you want Heidi to do ANTM specific I want Heidi to do Tyra's copy. <laughs> yeah, I will say, I think that Tyra on Project Runway would not be able to help herself from inserting herself. Because Heidi on Project Runway mostly stays out of it. It's just kind of at the fashion show and then sometimes comes into the workroom. Well, it's like a special loved... episode each season where it's like, it's the Heidi challenge. The thing I loved about Heidi on Project Runway is that she could not keep her personal preferences out of it. Oh, yeah. So everyone else would be praising a dress and she'd be like, I think it could be shorter. <laughs> I would not wear it that length. <laughs> Counter argument. I would like to see Tyra host Project Runway because like, look, <laughs> at a certain point, I want to watch camp (laughs) and and i'll be honest a heidi hosting antm yes i would want the version where she has to do the exact same copy i want her as super smize basically yes but i think she could sell super (laughs) smize but i just think tyra's more interesting to watch what would her cut line be on project runway because she can't say i'll feed the same bye y'all snip snip she actually holds all the garments in her hands <laughs> and she gives them out. Hands them back. I have two garments in my hands. I have two garment bags in my hand. <laughs> See, we can make this work. Yeah, one of them is empty. Ooh, now Ooh. they have to unzip oh. and see which dress is in the garment bag. Um, we could have the best of both worlds. And it's still Project Runway, but those weird seasons where they had a competition just for the, for models, the models as well. Tyra does that. This is also a competition for you as well. I'm not giving that up. Tyra has to say that. It's so that's the best. 
I love it. This next email is from Kina, subject line, Rachel from Cycle 4, Episode 1. Since this podcast is so good and round, I've been re-listening to all the episodes, some for the third or fourth time, and the Cycle 4, Episode 1 coverage, you were talking about Rachel. And then, to remind us, my grandparents are dead. I have no one to disgrace. And said you were curious about where she is now. You've probably gotten this already, so my apologies if that's the case. Trust us, it's not. This is great. (laughs) Rachel is a chef and has been back on TV on seasons eight and nine of Below Deck. Oh. So she did end up being a TV personality like we said she should. Thanks for the podcast. It makes me laugh every time. I'm constantly catching new jokes on re-listens. Thank you, Kina. Ugh. We know. I'm things. glad. Do I'm either glad. of you watch Below Deck? No. no. I also went because when that email said seasons eight and nine, I'm like eight and nine. Well, I think there's like more than one Below Deck. Also, there is, I think, more than one Below Deck. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to watch Bravo as much as I used to because at one mm-hmm. point when I lived in LA, it was just our like what the TV was set to. <laughs> like you turn sure. the TV on and it was Bravo, so you would like maybe turn it on and kind of. This is before streaming was a huge, huge thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like. Yeah. <laughs> I it don't... did feel like your t- my TV also defaulted to Bravo, whether yes. or not I ever changed it to it. Gay rights. <laughs> Big splash. Big splash. <laughs> I have a hard time with reality shows that are not competition-based. Yeah. yeah. The closest I get is too hot to handle, and it's still a competition. Oh, yeah. It's a competition for sex drive, essentially, <laughs> right? And you can win money. Yeah. <laughs> I God, I love the concept of that show. I love, I there are some shows that as someone who pitches TV shows to executives, I want to hear the pitch because I know some of these were said in jest and they were like, what else you got? And they were like, uh, how about a show where hot people can't bone? And they were like, yes. And you were like, oh no. Here's the thing. I didn't think I was going to like Too Hot to Handle. Shout out to my friend Claire, who knew better. (laughs) The best part about that show is how they all treat that speaker slash air freshener like she's a real person. Like they hear a voiceover and they're like, Lana, what's up, babes? (laughs) To be fair, I didn't think I would like Are You the One? And I was wrong because it involves math in a way. Tough math. Yes. Tough man. And also, every season of Are You the One needs to just be the queer come one, come all cycle. It was so, cycle, season. It was so <laughs> good. I love it. Was it was so good. It was. It was so good. I loved it so much. Next email is from Catherine or Catherine. Who knows? Queen, but probably Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subject line mailbag episode. We're in the right ballpark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, j- I wanted to send an email for your upcoming mailbag episode. You did it. End of, end of email. No. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I finally watched all of Drag Race last year after years of my best friend Katie telling me I would love it, and I'm obsessed. I've had so much fun re-listening to older Podletum episodes and catching the Drag Race references. The Asia O'Hara Butterface call out for Eugenia's bird nose in Cycle 7 killed me. <laughs> Where's the lie? I would... Love to know your thoughts. Who is your favorite winner? Who is your favorite Snatch Game character? Which challenge you look forward to every season? Oh, fascinating. I mean, my winner, I, I can easily start with favorite. Well, let's all just do the, the yeah. thing. So favorite yeah. winner. Favorite first. winner. Yep. 
Favorite winner. Uh, I think this happens to a lot of folks, but the first season that I ever watched was season eight. I watched it in real time, a big part in due to Alexander. And <laughs> Bob the Drag Queen was the perfect first winner for someone like me who values comedy and that like sensibility as well. So Bob the Drag Queen, I'm glad, has continued to like be in favor also like we get to see a lot more bob the drag queen because they continue to make new stuff if y'all haven't watched we're here and you need a good cathartic cry a sob fire up hbo max and watch we're here yeah yeah so i've been watching drag race since like the lost season the Mm -hmm. lost for season air i was very i was on that ship as it went out to sea waiting for logo logo tv.com at 12 midnight yes in my refresh refresh Out of college, when I was still in college, it was my senior year and I moved to Brooklyn. My all-time favorite runner, and this might be slightly influenced by current events, but I don't think so. No. Is Raja Gemini. Mm. Fashion, beauty, comedy, fashion photo review. I like fashion photo review potentially more than Drag Race. (laughs) That's Valentina. (laughs) Valentina. Valentina. Oh my god, just go back and watch all the season nine episodes of Fashion Photo Review and just give yourself that because it's she's amazing. I'm so excited to see her on current All Stars All Winners because I think even though where we're at right now, she's a little too under the radar for the judges for my taste. She's yes. killing it and I love her. I love that I knew you both so well that if I wrote my top three winners, I would just have the third in that grouping because i knew jw would say bob and i knew hannah would say raja and i chose the other one which both of those are in the top but for me it's jinx monsoon jinx i was about to say i know who you're Uh gonna say and i've seen jinx live great well-rounded she's amazing and was so young i forgot how young she was on her original season she was like 23 22 it was crazy and it's only gotten funnier. Oh, and yeah. just better at everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And now, I, as a very small asterisk, I will say watching this all winter season, I have fallen so much more in love with Jada. Yeah. I, I want to give a little Jada special Jada is my show. very close second. I love Jada on her original season. And she's such See, a I did, and I found her very unmemorable on her first really? season. So I was, I was rooting for her basically the whole time. I'm loving her on winners, though. This is my fault. I was the one who was sleeping on Jada. Well, that was weird editing, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to give you a little bit of credit because of the editing that had to sure. occur. Yes. It wasn't as uh, artful as, say, the challenge editing out uh, a contestant for something that was said. And they removed sure, them sure. from the competition. Com- and you would not have known that they were ever there. But yes, I think Jada's yeah. awesome. I will say that my favorite person on each season is rarely the winner though because i am there for chaos <laughs> i tend to love a runner-up generally in all reality tv that i watch <laughs> yeah. favorite uh favorite snatch game character mm. i want to go with not someone who is one of the for me i'm gonna pick i want to pick someone sure. who's not one of the winners people mm, because obviously sure. like the people that we picked all did great you know yeah. raja did tyra right yeah she did Perfect. raja did tyra on the spoiler alert on the winner cycle. I'm sorry. I I agree. She should have been in the top. Yes. yes. Jinx Monsoon's Judy Garland. Yes. Just stop. We don't need to see Snatch Game anymore. Mm-hmm. It's done. Yes. But Raja's Madam was so fucking ridiculous. But Raja should have also been in the top for Tyra in her yeah. first season. Yeah. You know, 
one of my favorites because I also didn't know if she would be good. And I love a Snatch Game episode where someone who I didn't know would be good at it shines. I love Chi-Chi's Eartha Kit. Yes. Sure. I absolutely, I was just, and I know that the, it was mainly the joke about her playing Catwoman. I did not Doesn't care. matter. I loved it. I loved it from start to finish. So underrated Snatch Game, Simone doing Harry, Harry Tubman. Should have been in the top. <laughs> and I love a risk, too. Yes. What a risk. And speaking of risky, and this is almost not a performance, but like a seance. Adore Delano doing Anna Nicole. Sure. That's that's a top one for me as well. Mm-hmm. Totally off the wall suggestion. Yara Sophia as Amy Winehouse <laughs> was wild. Yara Sophia is generally underappreciated. <laughs> Why yield? Oh, also, you know what? Speaking uh, of loving chaos, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, Adele by Ginger Men. Sure, mm-hmm. the jokes were there. The character was there, it and was... I love Snatch Game. You Snatch Game is. Good. I'm going to get on my comedy high horse. It's good if you can take someone and make a character of them. Not just an impression of them, because I'm going to say this right now, and I know people are going to be mad about it. I do not care if the makeup's on point for the character. (laughs) I don't. Every other challenge, you have to look good or look a certain way or do good makeup skills. If you are funny and you do the character well, when people are like, but she looked just like her, I don't care that's the easiest thing that you should be expected to do with that if it's both it's great like if you look like them and also the impression is funny and good and on point and a good character lovely i i I do think that's important but like when it's when i just this is me being mad at friends when they're just like (laughs) but she looked just like her it was like it was her and i'm like but did i laugh oh i'm sorry did i laugh (laughs) it's a comedy challenge and i i do i want to give roses to another risk taker trailblazer, Kennedy Davenport doing Little Richard. Woo! Doors open too. Doors <laughs> the open. Tiny, tiny mouth. That also led to an amazing snatch game character, Benda Lacreme as Paul Lind as well. So I mean, Benda Lacreme just is uh, after Jinx, probably the best person we'll ever have a snatch game, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what was the last question for the this? The last record? question was, what challenge do you look forward to every season? Oh. Not the scripted acting challenge where they do a parody of a property. No, oh. thank you. <laughs> Breastworld makes me explode every time I think about the horrible things that they had to say. Well, speaking of your favorite winners, the only person who ever really made it work for them was Bob the Trag Queen on the mm-hmm. Empire Challenge. Yeah, but the Shakespeare when they did that, oh. just like, I just don't need. Improv can be fun. Dura, because- dura. <laughs> you know what and this has been a more frequent thing i like it when it's something that i could see happening at like a drag con like literally when they do discussion hosting panel Mm. stuff moderation that's something that a drag queen is potentially going to be called on to do and i like being able for them to show off the skills of doing that I like reading challenges, sure. especially in a non-winner, like when they don't know who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And you can, the people that don't write, where it's just like, you know, I, I think back to like Jujube season two had the jokes. But like, it really, I think, separates the the top and bottom. It, it's how quick you can be. See, I like the talent show for the non-all-stars. Give me a willow pill. 
doing something yes. that I don't see coming, as opposed to like everyone who can afford to just lip sync their own their single. own song. Yeah, can we just ban any sing- lip syncing dancing number? Well, I do like show? that the talent show just basically is like, hey, if I came to a show of yours, what would I see? Yes, sure, but I want Scarlet Envy blowing bubbles. <laughs> I want someone packing a suitcase. Somebody doing a really quick painting. <laughs> You know what I like and I wish there were more of? I wish there were more challenges that were the big group lip sync, but they included speaking parts. I really like that because that's a thing, again, a drag queen. Amazon Airways? Yes, yeah. I was literally thinking about that. Like, the ones where they have to lip sync to spoken word and to music is, again, something that you would see in a local show. And I think that's, you know, it actually shows off the skills of a drag queen. I just don't like when drag race is asking drag queens to do stuff that's so far off the mark. Yeah. Like, it can be fun television, but after a while, I'm like, what are we doing? (laughs) Now, this is out of order, but it's fine. I have another Drag Race question. So I figured, why don't we just pair them up? Apologies to all our listeners who don't watch Drag Race, but you should. You should. Yeah. Why why aren't you? Or, hey, skip ahead or back or wherever you are in the timeline right now. Live your life. Yeah. It's a mailbag. There's no rules. (laughs) Out the window. I can't jump out of mine. It doesn't open all the way. (laughs) At least Wait, you know Alexander, there are, are no you trapped raccoons. in your apartment? At no. least you know there are no raccoons on your fire escape. No raccoons in this fire escape because that – ask me about that story on Twitter. I'll tell you all about <laughs> Do it. Do the two of y'all know that I don't have a fire escape? I also I, don't have a fire escape. But how will y'all escape a fire? Down the stairs. Claire asks – Mailbag episode question. So I know you guys are Drag Race fans, and I'm guessing that between one and three of you are watching the new season of All Stars. Mm -hmm. We all are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Made up of all previous Drag Race winners, which, for anyone who is not watching, has a new twist where there are no eliminations and the challenges are designed to reward success with winner badges instead of punishing failure by sending someone home. (laughs) My question for you is, if you were collectively in charge of casting for an eight-person cycle of ANTM All-Winners All-Stars, based only on the cycles you have recapped, and based on choosing people you would genuinely want to watch do really cool challenges and could tolerate their personalities for a full season, knowing they would not get sent home, who would your picks be? So from Adrian to... And also yeah. of the Claire eight- listed them all out. I say we can go ahead if we want to and include Cycle 16's okay. winner. Um, can you list them all out again, Alexander? Yeah. So just yeah. Adrian, Yoana, Eva, Naima, Nicole One, <laughs> Danny, Carrie D, Jasmine, Celicia, Whitney, McKee, Tiana, Nicole Two. She's a short Nicole. <laughs> yeah. Krista and and Brittany. Also, of the eight you pick, who might be the top two? Mm-hmm. How do we want to do this? How do we do we just want to each say our eight or just want to go winner by winner and say whether or not we'd include them? See, I almost think it's easier to eliminate people. I also think it's easier to eliminate people. Okay. So I think we each just go and eliminate someone. Okay. Round Robin style. Oh, so oh, so we're a little oh, I like this. We're the casting office. Yeah. Yes. We're saying in or out. Um, it's a no dog for me. To Celicia. Oh, that's interesting. I was gonna keep Celicia. Are you? Because I wanted to see her actually model without being. You want to see her prove herself. I want to see. She needs redemption almost more than anybody. All right. How about a no dog to Naima? Yes, I would say no dog. Absolutely. We, we all had enough old jazz man at the time. Y'all, if we haven't made our listeners mad before, us <laughs> saying yes to Celicia and no to Naima is going to... Can I throw Wittell into this mix? 
<laughs> just to start the fire. <laughs> Light the match. Drop it. <laughs> that might be one of the funniest things you've ever said, Alexander. <laughs> All right, JW. This is the, I'm going to be like a YouTuber and be like, this is just our opinion. Please. <laughs> this is just our opinion. And we will not be doing a YouTube apology. I would. Look, here's the thing. We don't need two Nicoles and I prefer petite Nicole. So I would get rid of chapstick Nicole. Oh, agree. I don't need to listen to Nicole. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get rid of. This is easy. I'm going to get rid of Whitney. Don't need it. Nope. I think that's fair. By the same token, I think I'm getting rid of McKee. Agreed. (laughs) Just so JW doesn't have to see that outfit again. I also think McKee doesn't have anything to prove. No, she's like at home having a good time with her kids and her wrestler husband. Like, let her live her life. Yeah. I'm going to get rid of Anne. I don't need it. No. Mm -hmm. Overpraised. I'm going to get rid of Carrie D. (gasps) I would never get rid of Carrie D. I'm getting rid of Carrie D. (gasps) We have to get down to the brass tacks. I just, I don't know. She, you know, she finds she has the that lash. But do you need Tiana? Uh, no, I also don't need Tiana. So you can get rid of Tiana. <laughs> uh, I'm putting my foot down. I don't need Carrie D. I didn't like Carrie D as much as I liked her when I originally watched the show. So I don't think a third time watching is going to help me with Carrie D. <laughs> the world where we keep Salisha <laughs> over Carrie D. This is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> What does I'm Carrie not, D have I'm to not, prove? I mean, I'm not on board, but, She's you got know. medical money. She's got medical spokesperson money. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but her, like, interviewing everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, also not included in this list is Lisa D'Amato, who I will cut. <laughs> we haven't watched this. <laughs> we can't put but the All-Stars all winner coming. in all winners. <laughs> I guess we can. They literally do it so much in Drag Race. Okay, so we've gotten rid of Naima. Chapstick Nicole, mm-hmm. Carrie D, <laughs> Whitney, <laughs> McKee, and I said so, Tiana. And Tiana. Okay. And so yeah. so yeah. is that? No, we need to get rid of one more. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go through and say yes. who we're, we have. Adrian Keeping has to come chaos. back for the chaos. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, we need a little grease. Joanna, I need a villain. I need a villain. Yes. Eva? So good at reality TV. Yeah. Uh, Danny. One of my top two. Yeah. Yeah, my two. Jasmine. I want Jasmine back. I think, I think to me, I, the I think. The only reason also... I'm on the fence is that she doesn't need it. Sure. But she's well, so entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I also want a season where Jasmine doesn't have to like tamp down her personality and then be told that that's a problem. Yeah. Nicole, too. Short Nicole. You skipped Celicia. Oh, Celicia. Redemption which, arc. How Redemption dare the you? Redemption <laughs> arc. Short Nicole. Yeah. Who She's I would bring love that to wheelbarrow. Be in. This, she has to bring the wheelbarrow if she wants to come back. Yeah. Krista. Yes. Krista is my other pick for top two. Yeah, me too. And Brittany. Oh, we get rid of Brittany. Yeah, yeah. get rid of that's the easiest thing. Yeah, we've done. Here's that's not a bad cast. I'm it's gonna say not. It. it's that's balanced. Not you have people to root for. You have people to and look, here's the thing, y'all. Somebody's gotta be first out. And if you want to leave the first said, out or Yoana. Yeah. <laughs> Yoana's gotta stay to drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah. So just so just to recap. Our top eight All-Stars winners are Adrian, Ioana, Eva, Danny, Jasmine, Celicia, Nicole, Short Nicole, Krista, and our top two, probably Krista, Danny. Yes. I actually would, uh, for me personally, we can just differ on this. Yeah. I would love to have Petite Nicole up there because I just think it'd be funny for her to win. <laughs> and somewhere Lisa D'Amato is stealing energy bars and taking <laughs> names. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And trolling oh. the lefties. 
<laughs> so this is from Chef. Info on Alexandria's emotional labor slash stylist. Ooh. Dear Podleadum hosts, I'm writing this email to show how much I appreciate y'all and enjoy listening to my favorite problematic mm, yes. show. Getting reviewed through Gen Alpha's lens. Have not heard Gen Alpha before. Ooh, Thank you. Love the wording, though. Okay, so if I'm not mistaken, the person who Alexandria is Karening to <laughs> is none other than award-winning hairstylist Kia Wright. <gasps> was it? Kia Wright at the time was Tyra's hairstylist for her ANTM and Tyra Banks show circa 2005 to 2015. Ten years wow. working for Tyra Banks. Write the tell-all book. Uh, write it. Right. <laughs> She's also appeared on Cycle 11 makeover episode when yep. Miss J introduces her to Alina on her carrot top wig consultation and later where she was seen tying Jocelyn's weave on Tyra's signature pose shoot. Yep. Keep up the fantastic work y'all love from Malaysia. PS, I did some digital art a la Cycle 7 and 9's makeover reveals from Molly and Rune since their makeover sucked using some of the other inspiration words and this is in fact <gasps> A digital art. Okay, so what they did was they literally <laughs> took the end result makeover shot, Brune and Molly, and then did four alternates based on the stuff that was like Other the big options. chart. Thank so, you for keeping the punctuation. The think Pocahontas really yeah. just <laughs> every time. It's so funny. Literally, all of Molly's look better. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna say Molly's add a few gentle waves uh -huh. is my choice. I agree. I could have also dealt with longer, straighter, blonder as a concept. Sure, these are good, by the way. Yeah, listener, these are good. These are round <laughs> for Rune. I kind of like that Bob. The Bob or Think Pocahontas. I hate the name, but it right, looks right, good. right, it right. Works. Of course, it, it does works. look good. Mm -hmm. Even He's, Kiki, red and straight. Yeah, all of these with longer hair. Here's the thing: Rune is right. Should have gone with longer hair. Thank you so much for sending that in. And uh, yeah, you could absolutely be right about who that is. For well, sure. And that also, to like pat ourselves on the that is not someone that was working on hair. That was probably, I would, I would probably posit that she was always there as some sort of consultant for the show and mm, for the weave. On like the hair generally. Yeah, and maybe specifically the weaves. Sure. Mm, and yeah. that's why Alexandria was talking to her. Not that... She, I mean, she might have ended up doing Alexandria's hair. But... Wow. Imagine working with Tyra for a decade. <laughs> you get. I hope she got like a a bonus and like a medal. She was only there for one year. <laughs> uh, all righty, we're coming near the end. If you've stuck around, this is a rapid fire questions. So there's some group, some individual for each of us. We each get our own little individual question. So Great. this is from Quinn. And subject line, important questions. This one's for all of us. I need to know if the host have a favorite Ninja Turtle. If yes, which? I love Ninja Turtles. I've watched every iteration from the good to the bad and everything in between. And I grew up wanting to be Michelangelo. Realized way down deep that I was a Raphael with the occasional Leonardo. <laughs> But I like them all. I think it's one of the best created groups of four personalities. I'm definitely, I lean towards Donatello. Purple, bow staff, gadgets. <laughs> Have I told my my Halloween costume story on the, the pod before? I don't think so. I don't so. know. No. Okay. So when I was like four, I wanted to go for Halloween as a Ninja Turtle. 
I think it was even Donatello. And my mom said, okay, but we were poor. So she made the costume, including she made a shell. When Halloween came, I refused to put it on. And then my compromise was I said I would wear the green sweatshirt and sweatpants. And she said, I'm not taking you out in sweatpants. (laughs) So I did not go trick-or-treating that year because I was a brat. And I screamed and screamed and screamed. And my mom was so upset that she had spent all this fucking time making me the costume that I wanted. And I refused. I mean, that's one of those stories that you look back and you're like, oh, I was the villain in that story. (laughs) Oh, as a child, I was the villain. I used to try on every sock in the store to make sure that I couldn't feel the seam in the toe you because just turn it out, babe. i had undiagnosed adhd <laughs> the seam in the sock as a child is bad though yes <laughs> it's the worst in socks i don't know why i never noticed it now but as a child <laughs> i was like why do socks even need this <laughs> um and Hannah, sorry, i don't think you're a ninja turtle person i don't right? have one if you want to yeah. talk about favorite x-men we can all Ooh. day you know what answer it i wanted to be rogue Rogue was sexy. You should do had, that to your hair just one time. Oh, yeah. And had, it. She was sexy. She was powerful. She had an accent. She had Gambit on a string, who was the hottest ex-man. Have you seen that recent hottest picture of... Hottest man Have you seen that recent picture of Gambit with the cum gutter cutout <laughs> on his pants? <laughs> Tana, do you know that I have a poster of the moment where Rogue storm and because it's the comics version uh psylocke and gene or somebody meet jubilee in the mall no it's really fun i'll send you that was my number one like pretend thing that i did when i was a kid was pretend to be rogue i was once at uh great event or not great adventures uh universal in florida and there was a rogue face character walking around the park and i asked to take a picture with her and i was like hey can you like 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 be touching me to like uh i'm and mm-hmm. she went she refused <gasps> well they was probably in her contract that she wasn't allowed to no touch she anymore. looked she looked annoyed <laughs> this is why but, i'll never for, even though i like aspects of the movies i'll never forgive them for destroying that character yeah they didn't that mm, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's for me jdb's mentioned he's a horror movie person do i have a favorite genre of horror movies and then vampires slasher that's a tyra two list um it absolutely is slasher i love a good give me 10 characters who will die in a certain order i go real hard for b horror movies i have a collection of blu-ray of that i'm very excited about because some of them are very hard and sometimes expensive to get and i did a show for eight years a comedy show that was all about b horror movies the only good improv show the only good improv show it was so good thank you very much y'all um and like i have a prized possession of a blu-ray of death spa and cheerleader camp which did not actually come out on blu-ray but someone finally gave me a dvd transfer it's so hard to find cheerleader camp (laughs) (laughs) i love a slasher i love them because they're they are popcorn dumb fun i like pretty much the only thing i'm not a big haunted house sure person because i feel like those movies end up just being jump scares no and nothing else and that loud noises to me is not a movie my favorite subsection of horror movies is just happy death day and happy death day to you to you yeah. give me a series of that movie <laughs> they tried I'm... to and it failed <laughs> we're, we're all jumping on your question i'm not a horror guy but i would watch crimson peak every day sure right Smart. Guillermo del toro is yeah. horror adjacent i mean that's like here's a horror romance novel on the yeah. screen 
Yeah. Um, Hannah, this question's for you. How's that cute baby doing? He's so cute. <laughs> he got a haircut recently. No, he needs a new haircut. Oh no, it grows so fast. He's he's a happy, happy boy. Oh. No. And Alexander, when can we please see the price of fashion? I'm ready to buy all the seasons to watch on repeat. Um, that is a question for JW. When is the deck written? When That's is the pitch? True. That's true. I feel like I, I feel like after at the end of this podcast, um, which will probably be never, uh, but at the end of this podcast, <laughs> I feel like I owe both Hannah and Alexander one successfully pitched show starring them. <laughs> yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. And I think, honestly, Hannah can just be about romance. What's a competition reality show with romance <gasps> cover models? Ooh. I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. No. I love it. I'll figure um, it out. You know, it's called Top Stock, and it's a stock photo model that only does it. <laughs> Simu Lu is your, co- is your co-host. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> that voice. <laughs> and finally, for all of us, which Daria character are you my name is quinn but i'm solidly a jane and that's that's quinn saying that obviously <laughs> you mean that's quinn saying it quinn quinn alexander is sandy <laughs> <laughs> how dare you i am exclusively a jody i love that character i was uh, there's an episode called like partners remorse or something it's got the word partners in it that where, is i'm pretty sure that's what it is what called. it's yeah. called yeah. and it's about jody and daria teaming up it might be partners complaint actually ah uh, yeah oh for port noise noise complaint yes that sounds right and um they're partnered together and they have to take out a loan it's like a home economics it's a class. really good episode that holds up really really well. well in fact the conversation at the end is very nuanced and interesting and the thing that i relate to jody about specifically because obviously i don't want to be i don't want to appropriative appropriative about like (laughs) she symbol for a lot of people she symbolized a very specific type of like black teenage woman in the world especially living in a very white like neighborhood and city but she was all about being pragmatic jody's whole deal as daria's mother describes is the difference between daria and jody is jody is pragmatic about stuff she's got morals she's got ideals she's got things she cares about but jody does what you need to get done for the greater good whereas daria can't she was hustling before we started talking about people that way yeah and i was that way in school and i still continue to be that a lot of my friends know me especially in work as someone who's like well all of the whatever big picture stuff aside what are we doing right now to solve this one particular thing which can sometimes be frustrating to people because they're like but the but the but the bigger picture and i'm like bigger pictures for tomorrow what are we doing right now about a thing so yeah i related to her and i love that episode in particular okay if jw wants to go hard i guess i could be sandy but i always <laughs> far more saw myself as a quinn you're very quinn you're yes. very quinn too. yeah and and sees my own arc because I think, really, on the show, Quinn has the biggest arc for a character. Oh, absolutely, yes. Especially in the movies, if you mm-hmm. take the movies oh, into yeah. account. And and grows up in a way that, like, TV characters don't. And, yeah, and, like, she could be a bitch and a pain and a brat, but she ultimately, like, does love the people around her. And can't she... outrun her own smartness. Yeah. She also gets to some of the best individual lines. Oh yeah. In the show. They mm-hmm. really like someone really found a way 
to write that character specifically. It also fascinates me that the same voice actor does Daria's mom, Helen, Quinn, and Jane. Mm-hmm. I saw her play Juliet in a production of Romeo and Juliet when Ooh. I was in ninth grade wow. in Princeton, New Jersey. Wow. Mm. I am Trent. <laughs> <laughs> Lead singer, tattoos, likes to sleep during the day. <laughs> weirdly wise on occasion and has artistic ambitions that won't go as far as they want them to go (laughs) oh my god hannah that's so funny i could see you driving that van too and sexy as hell (laughs) i mean and probably stoned oh yeah true very true yes i will say high school me looked exactly like tom jane and then daria's boyfriend when when that character's introduced i was like this feels mm. creepily familiar to my general <laughs> vibe know, and dress code. Every time I talk about Daria, I just want to rewatch Daria. <laughs> I know. I rewatched it recently. It is so good. different with not the music. Yeah. It's rough. I wish they had gotten those rights. Yeah. yeah. But I, I get how hard that is. Of course. I, and Daria is also one of those shows that, like, the highs are so high and the lows are low. The holidays episode. The holidays uh. are the first thing I was thinking about. <laughs> okay. That's all of the questions. Thank you so much, Quinn. And if you like to nap during the day like to nap during the day perfect Mm -hmm. you should rate review and subscribe to this show you can go on spotify five stars you can go on itunes apple podcasts five five stars stars and (laughs) review or don't that's your choice we've been getting so many nice reviews recently though and it you don't know every time i see one pop up it just gives me this little endorphin boost yeah and i think between all of our international things, Spotify and iTunes, we have like 500 five-star reviews all put together, which is just, who knew, truly? What a gift. All stars, I say five stars. <laughs> you can also reach out to us, like all these people did, at podleadum at gmail.com or go to the website, podleadum.com, where you can send us tangible and non-tangible mail. Both kinds. That's a Tyra 2 list for you. Fungible and non-fungible. <laughs> You can find me anywhere, and I mean anywhere. Anywhere. At Yet Charming. Come tell me what Daria character you are on Instagram at Hannah Jean Ginsburg. And I'm making some jokes on TikTok at JWOK. And be sure to use the hashtag PodLeadum anytime you do. Otherwise, who got the time? Who's got the energy? Y'all, I mean... There's only so much I can search, you know? And we have a lot before... I'll say it now. I'll set the precedent... We are doing some special episodes. We're going to be ranking some photos and doing some things because there are a bunch of ideas for episodes brewing. And we were like, end of cycle 16 before All-Star seems like the time. The time. We're two mm-hmm. thirds away from. Before we cross that Rubicon. Yeah, the <laughs> last no third of the back. show is going to be very different. And we might not be able to do some of the things because Look, the format of the show changes a lot. I'm going to be really honest with y'all. Last week, did I eat a gummy and then watch the episode from Niall DeMarco's cycle where they have to pose with dogs? You know I did. <laughs> <laughs> and things are going to change. <laughs> The show gets very different. <laughs> We're becoming worried about our future watching the show. <laughs> Y'all remember that time that we let Celicia be in our all winner cycle? <laughs> Hashtag not my winner. <laughs> but you know what won't change? For Podletum, I have been Alexander Price. I'll be Hannah Jean Ginsburg. And I'm JW Crump. And we'll see you on top. 
Podolitum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10x10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders.